This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast, your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay, as always, once again in person, this time with a much more positive result. The Avalanche take the lead in their second round series with the St. Louis Blues with a 5-2 win. A much, much better performance all around. This team looked unrecognizable from what they did in game two. Unrecognizable, and your uh, your potential curse of this team is no longer in yes, play. My curse so, of one game, one has, game. Been, has been broken because yes. I was in Denver and actively at an event where they won yep. a hockey game. So it's still, done it, it. it counts. No more curse for Griffin. Um, but just like you said, man, it was a fantastic game by the Carl Avalanche. Um, I, it didn't look good early. Uh, after the Blues got that first goal, I thought, oh, shit, here we go. But after that, the Avs dominated the majority of that game. Yeah, and early on, the, you could, the tone of this game was set. Uh, oh, yeah. Sam Gerrard hit by Ivan Barbashev 45 seconds into the game. He leaves, does not come back, and we just got the word from Avs Twitter that he has broken his sternum and will be out for the remainder 
of the playoffs. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah, no, it's an ah shit moment. I mean, he was playing so damn good. Uh, the these were the, his best three games, I'd say, of the regular season and postseason. And it was a clean hit. Uh, it was a hockey hit, and he went down. Uh, it's a shame that he got hurt that bad, but uh, the good news is it sounds like he's going to be okay um, outside of hockey, yeah. which that, that, that's a very, very scary injury. Um, they took him to the hospital. Um, it was weird that it got broken in like French Canadian Twitter. Like, yeah. did you see like the first tweet that everyone yeah, saw was out was, on a stretcher and taken in an ambulance to yeah. the hospital. So definitely a scary moment for Sammy G, but it sounds like he's going to be okay. Um, yeah, but we're, we're, we're not, not going to see him. We're not going to see him until yeah. next season, which, which sucks. Cause like you said, game one of this series is probably the best playoff game he's ever had. Correct. And game two, while it wasn't as good, I mean, no one in that game was particularly great, but I thought Sam had a great first period Yep. and he never had a chance in this one. So played one minute, played yeah, one minute. And I don't think he, I don't think he even reached a minute. He played 56 seconds. Damn. So game. close, man. He started the game and immediately it's a, it's an unfortunate play. I'm not going to sit here and cry foul because, like, what's Barbashev going to do on that play? Yep. It's, a, it's a clean hit. It's a hockey play. If I sat here and said that's a bad play and needs to be taken out of the game. That's I, hockey. Yeah. And also, you got to keep you got to keep the tone consistent yep. for the rest of this episode because it would be unfair mm-hmm. otherwise. But it's it's unfortunate. You're losing Gerard for the rest of the game. And you talked about the Pareko goal that came just about three minutes later, right off a draw. And gave the Blues a one nothing lead in this game, and you know the the Abs didn't start this game great. I felt, nope. but as the game went on, I feel like ever since that goal went in and Gerard got hurt, I feel like the Abs really started to get the wheels on the train moving and really started to play their game again. And something that we just didn't see at all last game, not at all. And it was what actually got the Abs going was a big penalty kill. Yeah, um, Josh Manson takes a pretty dumb penalty. Uh, high in the zone, he interferes with I forget who the Blues player was. It's a pretty obvious call. You got to call that. Um, and Perun- the Avs- Perunovic. Well, it's Perunovic. Yeah, yeah. So it's a uh, it's a big kill, and they do a great job killing it off. Manson comes out of the box and finds a. I mean, I think he was on sides. I I, I think There's- it would have been impossible to overturn if they would have called it off sides in the moment. I think I would have been like, okay, that's cool. But they called it on sides. Uh, Manson gets the puck. And he makes a good pass to Logan O'Connor, and Logan O'Connor uh, ties the game at one. And With just a, a Logan O'Connor-esque yeah. goal. Just absolutely perfect. And on the offside thing itself, there is just no definitive evidence, no angle that you could use that can definitively say that Josh Manson is offside. I, I think that's I why they didn't challenge it. Yeah, they didn't even challenge it. Yeah. Like, of course they thought about it, but they looked at it like there's no way they're calling that back. And there's just no way you can tell. Yeah, and Logan O'Connor inserted in this game for Nico Sturm. He's never coming back out again. I'm looking at the time on Estrano. I'm shocked he only played 742. It seems like he played a lot more. Like the first, the fourth line played really good tonight. I'm shocked they only played that much. Yeah, the fourth line played really well, and Cogliano played 754, and Helm played 1030. So he played more than them. Probably played more on the PK. Yeah, Helm played. Yeah, he played a minute 14 on the on the penalty kill, but Cockley they were an effective too. fourth line tonight though. Yeah. They were very, very effective. They were, they created some, uh, some chances. Logan O'Connor gets the goal, but I thought that was Darren Helm's best game of the yeah. playoffs. And, and what were we talking about in the car ride on yep. the way of the game? Where is our like guy that comes out of nowhere, a guy in the bottom six, that's just going to start scoring again. Cause you know, we got it like a every here and there in the first round, but 
so far it's kind of just been the the big guys producing yeah. so far in this series. We were talking like you need one of these guys in the bottom six, whether it's Berkey, Comfer, or in this case, it was Logan O'Connor. A guy who hadn't played all series. A guy so. who hadn't played all series and just had a fucking phenomenal game. He looked like he did back early in the season, back when we were gushing and raving about him on get every that, episode. If we get that type of Logan O'Connor, it's it's over for the rest of you bitches. Yeah. Um, I can't believe he only played seven minutes of using strength. That that just doesn't seem right, does no, it? No, it doesn't seem right, but the lines were rolling tonight. Yeah. I mean, the the top six definitely got a majority of the minutes, but they needed to play those minutes, and they did damn well doing it. Yeah. Um, I realized as I was saying that uh, Logan O'Connor scored that goal, we probably skipped over the biggest story of this game. Yeah, um, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. For yeah. those of you who don't know. Um, it kind It kind of deserves its own little segment. You get the first. Yeah. You get the first period out of the way. You get the goals out of the way. Yeah. We should mention that Logan O'Connor scored this goal on Billy Huso. Yes. Because, and uh, this was a blues podcast, <laughs> this would have been brought up before I even said uh, mm-hmm. the host names of the show. Um, Nazem Kadri and Callie Rosen collide with Jordan Bennington on a net mouth scramble. And Jordan Bennington tries to see if he's okay, takes a couple of tests, and you can just see that... Uh, I don't know if it was upper body or something. He he couldn't do it. Jordan Biddington leaves the game, and uh, Blues fans, guys, bring it down a notch. They, the, the response to this play, I get it. Your starting goalie just got taken out, and it's Nazem Kadri again. That does not give you the right to say some of the most horrific shit. I have ever seen on Twitter, and that is a high bar to clear. <laughs> We're talking about Twitter. We're talking about <laughs> hockey Twitter. Yeah, that is a fucking high bar to clear for me to be like. This is a little much even for Twitter. So let's look at the play as a whole. Nazem Kadri never at any point in this play was on a collision course with Jordan Bennington until he ran into Callie Rosen. Never was. He was reaching for the. He was trying to play the puck. The puck yeah. was loose in the crease. He was doing exactly what you're taught to do as a player. And he's trying to play the puck, and Rosen is trying to stop the puck from going in. And it, just like we said with Samuel Gerrard, it, it was a hockey play. Yeah, it was there a were, hockey play. There was nothing dirty or malicious about it. It just so happened that it was Nazem Kadri. If that was Valerian Nachushkin, we're not talking about this. Yeah, if that was Nachushkin, if that was Andrew Cogliano, I'm sure they'd be pissed. They'd still but be like, they, they wouldn't be calling, like, I want Nazem Kadri dead. I want Kale McCarr headshotted. I want Darcy Kemper ran. All those things were said in our mentions, by the way. Oh, yes, they were. Not by, like, oh, I have shitty opinions, one, two, three, four on Twitter. By, like... Real people. By, like, people whose job this is (laughs) to cover the sport. Like, you got to do a little better than that. And, like, I understand. You're mad. I I was mad after Darcy Kemper got the stick to the face from Ryan Johansson in the first round. You know, was I being unreasonable? Probably. But looking back on it... I was being unreasonable, and I regretted some of the things I said in the moment. I did not at any point call for uh, blood and the death of a player that I do not like. And this play, Nazem Kadri was never going to run into Jordan Bennington. And Callie Rosen was not trying to get in the way of Nazem Kadri to try to get him into Jordan Bennington. It was a thing that happens. And if it's not Nazem Kadri, it's really not a discussion all that much. Of Of course they would be mad. Well, again, if this is Cogliano or Darren Helm, we're not it's talking not that about that big a deal. Yeah, we're it not. really isn't, and it's it's a, it's a shame that Jordan Bennington had to leave the game and didn't come back. You know, despite my feelings on him as a player, you don't ever want to see that happen to somebody. But 
it was unfortunate. And Craig Berube after the game saying, like, oh, just look at Kadri's reputation. That's all I have to say. Yeah, exactly. That's the only reason this is a problem, his fucking reputation. You crybaby. It's ridiculous. That's the only reason you're even making that comment. So he's making that comment, and then there's been some uh, some things that Craig Berube said in his past uh, that are not looking too hot for him right now. Yeah. So, um, uh, so I don't think he's one to talk. Don't um, live in a glass house with yeah. stones, Craig. Yeah. Like, it, it's... I'm kind of over-talking about this already, but I know it's going to be a it's, topic of conversation for the rest of the series. It, the second it happened, he was trending on Twitter, and Blues fans are going to bitch and moan about it until Bennington's back, and probably even after that as well, and well after this series yeah. is over, because... Nazem Kadri and the Blues are just oil and water. Something happens every single fucking time these guys play. The fall kit last year, absolutely Kadri's fault. Correct. No debate on that. Stupid play. He got punished accordingly for it. Only player that was punished accordingly for a bad yeah. hit, I will mention, by the way. This one, what's he going to do here? There's absolutely no ill intent on that play. Yeah, there's it's, none at all. He's, he's trying, trying to get the puck. Like, the behind-the-net cam shows the puck is free, and Kadri's sick yeah, and just misses it. And the, <laughs> like, over, the overhead cam shows that if Callie Rosen's not there, Kadri doesn't even run into the, to the net. He yeah. goes well clear of Bennington and around the net, but it's... The fact that Rosen's trying to get that puck out of there while Kadri's trying to get it in, they collide and pushes Kadri's momentum into Bennington along with Callie Rosen. Rosen's just as much at fault here as Kadri yeah. is. They're the both people are saying that Kadri, like uh, Rosen, was letting up and Kadri just steamrolled through him. Like, the, what are what you, you what like? Do you think <laughs> that time works at like Opposite slow phase. motion? That like Nazem Kadri in that point two seconds of between running into Rosen and Bennington, that he's like, oh, this is my fucking moment. Yeah. This is my time. It's my time to fucking murder someone. I'm like, no, dude, he's trying to find... The puck is free. It just misses his stick. And it's an unfortunate hockey play. Like if, it, like you said, when that happened to Kemper, we all got kind of pissed off. And then you watch it and you go, oh, okay. Like, it wasn't... Yeah, like, like, I, like it, I was being unreasonable yeah. and I was being a baby about yeah. it because it was accidental play that I blew out of proportion. Mm -hmm. I admit my mistakes. It happens. This, like, you gotta, you gotta act, you gotta take a deep breath. Get past your rage that Nazem Kadri still exists and look at what happened. Yes, it sucks. No one is saying that it doesn't suck. What is he supposed to yeah, do on this play? I, I don't think there's anything he's supposed to do. Yeah, like, I, I get it. I sympathize with Blues fans here. Losing your starting goalie and you don't know what's wrong with him sucks. Terrifying. It really does. So Billy Husso comes in the game. I thought he played well. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Logan O'Connor goal, there's not much he can do on this play. It's a half breakaway or yeah, semi-breakaway. it's a half breakaway. And the abs from here on out. They, they took played, over the game. They played great. Yeah. They really, really did play some goddamn outstanding hockey. We said on the last episode, we're going to find out just how different this team is on the road in this series. This team's different. They're they different. Really are. Because Especially when they went down one nothing too, because it was like that could have been like a oh fuck moment. Here we go again, but it wasn't. It wasn't. They they just took it in stride. They take a bad penalty. They kill off that penalty, and the game swings after that PK. Yeah, that's just they the way it goes. A, they get the goal back from O'Connor. You go into the second period. You know the Blues had a little bit of an edge, I'd say, in the first period as a whole. Correct. But it felt like every five minutes, teams were trading off who's controlling the puck. Right. We'd have it for about five minutes or so. The Blues would control it in the zone for about five minutes or so. It would go back and forth for a while. I feel like it was the second period that really started to differentiate. Like, okay, the Avs are starting to really take control here again. The second period was fantastic. Um, 
it started with who took the penalty uh, for the, the second period, halfway through the period, Darren Helm. Darren Helm gets called for a hold. Hold on Tarasenko. Yeah, and I, I mean, they hadn't been calling it all night. The officiating was the officiating tonight. Yeah. Um, but the Abs again, massive PK, and they come up large. I, the Blues were holding the puck, but they weren't getting any dangerous that chances. That was the best penalty kill of the season, yeah. I would say, just considering the the circumstance of that game. If the Blues score on that power play, completely different game. Completely. You kill that off. Well, you don't need to just kill it off. You get Josh Manson to draw a penalty on Pavel Buchnevich. You get a power play of your own. And they didn't score on the power play itself, but they looked fucking outstanding. It was the it. best the power play had looked all, all series. Yeah, they, and the three-game sample size they we have so far. great on this power play. And even when the penalty on Buchnevich is up and it's back to five on five, they just keep going. Yeah. They keep going and going and going. And finally, Makar gets some room and finds who else? Nazem Kadri for a deflection. A beautiful deflection, too. Beautiful deflection. <laughs> Nazem Kadri had himself a hell of a game today. Oh, yeah. One, the best he's looked all playoffs, easily. Yep. And he gets the goal here on the deflection. His second of the playoffs sends the building into hysterics. Which it was pretty funny. Very, very, it very funny. It was pretty funny. funny. I tweeted out it was a chef's kiss moment. Yeah, just a because, chef's kiss moment. Because it's like, like of course he scores. Yeah, of course, of course he, he scores. If... if if DraftKings, I love them in Colorado now, and I can actually bet on things now, <laughs> but if, if DraftKings still let me bet on any time goal score, the second that thing with Bennington happened, I would have put an oh, obscene yeah. amount of money on Nazem Kadri to score. It, 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 was, it was destiny. It was destiny, and it was it made it even funnier that people were still in my mentions about all that shit. Um, but Avs take a 2-1 lead. Uh, keep up the momentum for, for a good minute or two. Um, and then, how many minutes left when Lecky scores? Three he minutes? Scored, he scores it just under three minutes yeah. to go in the period. Kadri again, yep. setting up this play. Springs Arturi Lekkinen for a two-on-one and just rips it over Billy Huso. Just an outstanding Short shot. Short side, beautiful shot. Gives the Avs a 3-1 lead. We're going crazy. Um, yeah, we're going crazy at the bar, at the yeah. watch party and everything. That was a ton. The watch party itself, yeah. right, let's just say. What was it called? The Number 38. Number 38 bar. Beautiful bar, outstanding uh, atmosphere at that watch party. Out, amazing food, by the way. Yeah, too. amazing food. Full shout out to number thirty-eight. That yeah. is one of the most fun experiences I've had for a watch party. I had a good time there. Uh, we learned some fun facts that number thirty-eight had the cleanest bathroom award in the city of Denver. Yeah, how did they measure? I that? don't know, but I I will go. I say I went to the bathroom after every period. I forgot to do that. It was glorious. I gotta go. Yeah, I yeah. gotta go back now. They were beautiful bathrooms. Um, we braved the weather outside because we're both such psychopaths that... I was wearing shorts. Yeah, Griffin's in shorts right now. I was in jeans. I mean, I'm wearing my jersey, but I got short sleeves on yeah. with this. I mean, I'm, I'm, come on, guys. You yeah. got to represent a little better. We, we were I'm braving. showing up the Colorado know, folks man. out here. I was, I, it was cold, um, but we're both such psychopaths that the Avs started scoring when we stood up and we were in that spot. So we didn't leave that spot for the game. Um, but it was a great time. Our guy Raj was there hosting it with his Between the Pipes uh, co-host. Um, it was a good time, and we'll definitely be out there again. But um, Avs go up 3-1 late in the second period, and everything seems good. But I remember there was a guy standing next to us, and he goes, why aren't you guys, like, relax a little bit? We're up two goals with, like, three minutes left in the second. And I was like, dude, you just you need one more for yeah, me to feel there's comfortable. There's a lot of hockey. A lot of hockey. You got the whole rest of this period yep. and the whole third. And, and what do you yep. know? The Blues, they turn it on for the final two minutes. The Avs are surviving. Oh, we forgot to mention on the power play, the Blues hit a post. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they hit Kepper. a post. It, he stops it, but it deflects up and hits off of the post. Yeah. And we got a little lucky there. But getting back on track here, the Blues start to push towards the end of the third period. 
Abs are doing their best. Kemper's making some stops. Nick Letty takes a shot into Kemper's glove, and he just drops it. Yeah, Kemper played an outstanding game. Uh, it was just that one. He'd like to have that one back. But, yeah, he drops it, and then Ryan O'Reilly just tucks in the rebound. Ryan O'Reilly, who's just a monster yeah. in this series. He's being a monster, but at least we're keeping it to one player being a monster. Um, makes it 3-2 going into the third period. Uh, you got to pucker up. Uh, it's going to be a interesting third period. I don't think either of us were prepared for that third period. It was probably the fastest period of the game. Yeah, it, um, it really flew by there. It and was full credit to the Abs, but coming into that third period, you gave up that goal late. That that one felt like a momentum shifter. You never want to give up a goal in the final minute of a period, especially when you played so well. Mm-hmm. And I've said on Twitter, and I said to you and everyone around us, this is where you find out just how different it is this year because you look at game three against vegas last year you know they're granted they did not play nearly as well as they did up to that point in this game but they have the lead and they have like just a couple minutes left to defend it and they can't do it they lose in regulation this third period might be my favorite period of hockey i've watched it was perfect all playoffs it was a perfect it was a goddamn perfect period they claw it felt like for a solid 75 percent of that period Every time the Blues tried to get that puck out, up, up out of the neutral zone, there was someone right there breaking it up. It was a total shift from Game 3. It, and I feel like... We, we, we switched roles. Yeah, we it, switched roles. It feels like maybe for the first time since we were the only game on today, people started to really understand just how good this team is defensively. This is not some offensive juggernaut. And the most impressive part is they were doing, doing that with five defensemen. They're doing it with... Five guys Four, basically, because Bo didn't play very much in the third period. I don't know if you can find the stats. They were basically he played, the, he played the least of any defenseman, but he played seventeen forty five yeah. in the game. And that's not an in- indictment on Bo. It's just Eric Johnson has been a fucking manimal these playoffs. Um, and you got to give a shout to Devon Taves. Ends up playing what thirty minutes. He played thirty minutes. He played game. half the game. Yeah. Devon Taves played half the game and was still as good as possible. Kill McCarr ended up playing what twenty eight. Yeah, just about twenty eight minutes. And let's see where the yeah, and Taze played a bunch of shorthanded time as well. Yeah, it, it was it was a big defensive performance when you're shorthanded too. Uh, I think that's what made it the most impressive. The forwards were chipping in. Um, it was basically they were rolling two and a half lines that whole third period, and it worked. That was the best defensive third period I think we've seen the Abs play. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Blues had like one super dangerous chance. And it was in like, like the first two minutes. The, like the first four minutes, Robert yeah. Thomas had a great shot on Kemper. Made the save. Made a great save. And it, it really felt like for the first half of that period, it was all Abs. It was all Abs. They had tons of chances to get that fourth goal. Um, Huso made some big saves. I think... Eric Johnson hit a post, if I remember yeah. right. Um, but it it comes down to it. We're good. I, I was counting down to TV timeouts. Yeah. That's where I was at that game. I was like, we just got to get to this TV timeout. Okay, this TV timeout. And this TV timeout. And we made it. And I don't know about you. I, I wasn't as nervous as I probably should have been. Just cause I wasn't either because I was so genuinely encouraged by just how well mm-hmm. they were playing. I was like, there is no fucking chance they give one up here. No way. They're playing too well right now. Maybe the Blues get one shot, but I believe in Kemper enough to make a save if something does happen. I was fully confident that we were going to I win. I should have been game. more nervous. I really should have I really been more nervous. Looking back at it, I was not I, I was nervous. It's a playoff game. Yeah. You know, it's, all it takes is a bit of the skittering puck off the ice and it's a tie game. I mean, we've seen it three goals in the series for the Blues have bounced out. Game the one. Ads. Yeah. We dominated that game. The yep. Blues still got a tie in goal late. And but even when the Blues started to take I don't, I don't want to say take control, but get some zone time yeah, a that's little a bit. Word. They 
they really didn't have all that much. You know, the Avs didn't have as much zone time as they did in the first half. But the Blues, they got pushed to the outside, pushed to the boards. Passes kept getting broken up. You know, the Avs, they couldn't get full transition the other way. The Blues started to shut that down a little better. You were just chipping and chasing. You were just chipping and chasing at that point. But they really started to keep this period chugging along. Mm-hmm. And it really did go by pretty quickly. It was a quick third period. Especially when you consider, like, the last five minutes of game can get brutal because the team's just icing the puck and then icing the puck. We did, we did a good job at avoiding those yeah. icings outside of a couple shenanigans. Yeah. But outside of a couple shenanigans. But it was a beautiful third period. And that... Like, people have made fun of the Kendall, uh, Jared Bednar, but that was the signs of a good coach, like a yeah. very well-coached That team. was a very well-coached third period. That yep. is a game plan that was executed and a structure that was enforced all regular season coming to roost in a critical playoff game. If you give up a goal, I think, in that third period, I think the Blues win this game. 100%. We said next goal wins going into that yeah. period when the Avs were up 3-2. Um and that was just a great defensive period, uh, shorthanded. Like that, all credit has to go to Jared Bednar and his coaching staff. Uh, Nolan Pratt, who handles the defenseman, he did a fantastic job tonight. Um, as bad as the Avs were out coached, and I wouldn't even say they were that badly out coached in game two. Game three, it was all Avs, yeah. all Avs in every aspect. Um, but then you get uh, <laughs> one of the funnier goals of the series. <laughs> Uh, the Avs put the game away. Nathan McKinnon, Billy Huso's halfway to the bench, and yeah. McKinnon's coming in two on one. Uh, Landeskog, that's the easiest goal Gabriel Landeskog's going to have in his playoff career. Yeah, it's not technically going to go down as an empty yeah. net goal. It's technically an even strength even strength goal, goal which is hilarious um, because yeah, Billy Huso's halfway out of the net. Um, but Gabriel Landeskog continues his absolute tear. The dude has five goals, and he missed the final two months of the regular season. Like he's been rock solid. Uh, give, we, should, we should mention they put the big boys back they together put the on big the top boys back line. Together. And the line I love, Nachushkin, Kadri, Lekkinen, a group of murderers in this game as well. Yeah, a group of murderers. Like, there were a couple times that they got pinned in their zone, uh, the Lekkinen, Nachushkin, and Kadri line. But even then, they're still working so hard. That yeah, the Blues didn't really get all no. that much. They had trouble getting the puck out, but there was never... Too many too dangerous many. chances. No, and I, we talked about this on previous episodes. Lekkonen and Nachushkin are just a disgusting defensive pair they're together. Almost, they're almost like twins in yeah. the way they play the game. Kad, like not Kad, Lekkonen just doesn't seem to ever have a bad game. Nachushkin, I, I really am hard-pressed to name the time. Like, wow, Nachushkin just didn't play well. <laughs> the guy is just always performing. There, I don't think there's a guy with a better backhand control in the league than Nachushkin. No, like, he's, maybe Connor McDavid. I think he figured out just like... Um, his stone hands yeah like he's just a big dude and he's finally figuring out how to use his body um in the nhl he was rock solid i would argue the second line you look at the point production it was better than the first line tonight yeah i mean you look at the point production i mean lekkonen gets another empty netter i mean and that's, game and that's what this team was missing in mm-hmm. so many points last year in the playoffs and in the past is when your top line is matched up with ryan o'reilly who has just been so good in this series and a great defensive shutdown role you need your second line with Kadri and Lekin and Nachushkin to just take over. Mm-hmm. And they absolutely did in this game. It's not even like they the top line got fully shut no, down. No, the even. top line had their best game of the series. Yeah, I mean, even Rantanen, who I still just don't think is 100%. I really think he's hurt. There's some explosiveness missing from his game. There's just some hesitancy whenever he goes into the boards. Mm-hmm. I really think there's something wrong with his shoulders or something. Whenever this season does end, I really think that we're going to hear afterwards, like, yeah, I've been hurt for three months. Yeah. And, like, I, because this was his best game, though, yeah. tonight. He, 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 he was fantastic. He, got two, tonight. he had two points in this game, 
He looked strong while doing so. You absolutely have to give him that. But I've noticed on the power play, they really aren't giving him that many one-timers. No. It's it's really like his job is just to kind of quarterback from the point and kind of work it to up top to McCarr. They're they're working that bumper roll really hard with Kadri. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, There's a lot more focus on that bumper roll now because I just don't think the one-timer is viable right yeah. now for some reason. And he needs to just get one to go in. He had a great deflection in the first period. He did. He Bennington made close. a good save. Um, but I think we're turning a little bit of the corner with Miko. He, he was pretty bad in game two, but I thought this was his best game. Uh, so I, I thought this was his best game of the playoffs. He was creating chances. I mean, the top line is just so dangerous when it's together. Um, and there's going to be a little bit of rust because they haven't played together in two months. But I, I, I agree with you when we were talking to the car right home. I, I don't think they split them up. No. I mean, you, this works. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to be able to bump Landeskog down and spread out the talent, but this works. Like They're the best line in the league for a reason, and I really think this second line has some serious problems for other teams. That no, it's just so good defensively, and if you're so getting good. the offense out of it like you did yeah, tonight. And, and then you have a, a play like you do with Kadri setting up Lekkinen mm-hmm. for the third goal where your defense sets up offense on the transition, and Lekkinen has turned into an offensive threat here in Colorado that he never really was in Montreal outside of some pockets this season. He's a perfect fit for this team. He plays so well with Nachushin because they can just, they read off each other very well. They're almost like the same player. Yeah, and I know you, I don't know if you noticed this, but it's pretty funny when they put Lekkonen and Nachushkin out there uh, on the PK because neither of them are center ice men can take a face-off. But, I mean, the abs are just getting dominated in the face-off circle anyway, so might as well just get your best defensive forwards out there. Um, but it is funny to watch like an intake face-offs because he's just never taken face-offs before. Um, but honestly, Avs end up winning 5-2. Yep, because Lekkonen, another empty netter. Yep, another set empty up netter. by Nachushkin, defensive play. Like, it was a gritty win for the Avs, and it was, it, it was everything we talked about in the car needed to happen, happened. Yeah. It was a perfect game, and now you've taken back home ice— you did what we said on, when was the game, was that Thursday? Yes. Thursday. We said you have to go into St. Louis and you have to win one. And yeah. they've done that. And you got, and now if you play like that again, you absolutely can 100%. win game four. 100%. If you win game four on Mon- or, yeah, Monday, this you, it, the series is over. You're coming back home with a chance to close it out. And the Blues have to win three in a row against an Avs team that will be out for blood. Yeah. If they... Because... They've never really been up in the second round, have they? Outside like two nothing on base, yeah. they've never really had a shot to really close. No, they were chasing out behind both of them. Because like you look at San Jose, I know I, I know that's not really a fair comparison, but they were down in San Jose. They had to force Game Seven, and against Dallas, they're down three to one. They had to force Game Seven. Vegas, they're up two to nothing, but they never had that. They game didn't play to... well after Game One, though. Right, and they, they never had a chance to close out that mm-hmm. series. You give this team a chance up three to one. I don't think the Blues are winning three in a row, man. I don't think so either. Maybe they win one in Colorado. Shit, maybe they win two, but they're not winning three. Yeah, they aren't, and it's it's it sets up. uh, It's a must-win game for the Blues on Monday night. Uh, But like you said, if the Avs can continue this type of play, it's tough to beat them. And the Blues, the Blues are still a good hockey team. It's just if the Avs can get this type of contribution from the second line, and you know the first line's only going to get more chances, this team's going to be pretty damn hard to stop. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. All you have to do is bet $5 on any team to win, and you get $100 no matter the result. It is literally free money. And if that's not enough, if you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs, with DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want at your convenience. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. It was a great win. I am interested to see your take on this. We talked about Samuel Gerrard being out for the rest of the playoffs. In my opinion, I would go Ryan Murray. Um, I'm interested to see who you think the Avs should throw in there in that replacement. I, I just don't think there's one option that sticks out to me as like, you need to do this. I think that they're going to put Jack Johnson in. I don't know if that's the right call. I but I also I I just don't think they trust Ryan Murray that much. I think he ha- before he got hurt, he had some stretches where he looked better. Well, he was playing his best hockey before he got broke his hand. But before April, Jack Johnson, we were talking about him like, "Oh, he has to play in the playoffs. He's yeah. just been an outstanding steady guy that's done everything he wants." Then he went and had April where he was Bad. Very, very, very bad. I mean, losing Gerard hurts, but the fact that you have two guys that you can pick from, I don't know if one's particularly better or worse than the other. I mean, Ryan Murray has the higher ceiling. He can potentially bring you more. But he also has the lower floor. But he can also be terrible. He also might get hurt. Oh, he will get hurt. And Jack Johnson... It feels wrong to call Jack Johnson a safe option, but I feel like that's what Bednar is going to do. I really don't have a strong opinion on it either way. I know that's a cop-out answer, but I think they're going to put Johnson in. See, I, I think the puck-moving skills of Murray is the reason why you could do it. Because you lose a Gerard, you need to have someone yeah. who can move the I think, puck. I think if Manson went out, it would definitely be Jack Johnson, but that's a good point with Gerard out... Murray, like, you can... Because do you really need Jack Johnson in the lineup if you have Manson and Eric Johnson? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I don't know. You're kind of swaying me now. And now I'm kind of leaning with Murray. I think Murray would be... I mean, both are... Neither of them are going to be Sam Gerrard. Well, we'll just say that there. And you're going to notice it. Like, all you Sam Gerrard haters are going to notice how big of a hole he's going to leave in this team. Um, But we should also mention, this is a massive opportunity for Bowen Byram. Yeah. Who's going to get bumped up to that second. And I think they'll put EJ up there. The way EJ's playing, I think it's EJ. No, I think they'll I think they'll put Byram up there with Manson. Just Interesting. Because EJ and Manson, like, it's kind of doing Well, the they were doing EJ here. and Taves most of the night tonight. So, I mean, if you want to break up Taves and McCarr, which is not ideal, but I, 
I think the way EJ's playing, I think he's going to get those top four. He absolutely deserves. And he no deserves. He's been unreal. But man. I also I also think like you do, like Manson and Eric Johnson. Like, okay, well, they're the both, same player. They both kind of do the same yeah. thing. I think you put Byram up there, and you 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 give him similar minutes. You throw the second and third pair out pretty similarly, but yeah. you keep Murray with Eric Johnson, kind of similar ish roles because it's just where would Jack Johnson go here if like if Manson went out or Eric Johnson went out I think Jack absolutely goes in but stylistically Murray I think now that you mention it makes a lot more he makes sense. way more sense but we'll be interested to see I mean it's a lot better situation than we had last year when we we're talking about fucking Patrick Nemeth yeah, and Connor Timmons. Patrick when you had Bo Byram available yeah. the whole time on a similar note what does Alex Newhook need to do to get into this lineup uh, you said it, and I think you nailed it on the head when we were driving down there. I, if he didn't crack the lineup now, he's not playing the rest yeah. of the playoffs. This is probably the last time we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Unless someone gets hurt, uh, I just don't think it's happening. Yeah. I don't and think so either. there are two guys on the third line that I don't think deserve spots right now, and that is Abe Kubel and Burakovsky has been fucking bad yeah. in this series. I'm wearing his jersey right now. I'm not a Berkey hater, but I am getting very tired of this. Yeah, I mean, he's played only, what, nine minutes? So he, said he, played he played 9.35 in this game. Yeah. How many did Knack play? Knack played 11.50. How many did Comfort play? Comfort played 14. Yeah. There's this disparity on who Bednar is trusting here, and it's not Berkey. Yeah. Berkey's playing all right defensively, but so is everybody. That you can't give him credit for that because that's the system. Yeah. It'd be a crazy move if he gets scratched. I don't think they're going to scratch him. But I'm saying he has not played well enough to deserve a spot. But he's not going to get scratched. If anyone's getting scratched there, it's Knack. But also the fact that Berkey played 9.35 in this game might mean he's not as safe as we might think he is. I mean, Bednar has shown the ability that he he doesn't care about your feelings. If he feels like Berkey is playing like shit and Newhook can bring more, he will do it. I don't think it happens, but Bednar is not afraid of that. No, he's not afraid. He'll do whatever it takes to win. Um, I just, I don't think Newhook's going to crack the lineup, which is still shocking to me. There has to be something we don't know. There's something we just don't know yet. Because he did not play bad enough in the regular season to just, like, I understood Nashville after it happened in game one. It didn't make sense, but it's like, okay, well, Nashville is a very physical team. Knack may be stylistically better. For the Blues, though, a team where the most important thing in the series is depth. And Newhook, like, it's not like he was a massive goal-scoring threat or point-scoring threat all season long. The reason I love him so much is because he makes those little plays and makes those smart defensive plays and just makes smart reads. That seems like the kind of thing that would translate very well to the playoffs. And I just don't understand what Knack does and where this sudden shift in Bednar came from in April where Knack could barely crack the lineup when he was scoring every night to now all of a sudden... He must stay in the lineup, and Newhook cannot under any circumstance get in. It makes zero sense. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if we find something out later in the season of what like, happened. There's got to be something that happened yeah. to you. I don't know if he mouthed off to the coach or something, or is just a general nuisance in the locker room, which would shock me. Yeah, he just seems shocking. like a super cool kid. I don't know. It's It was a similar thing with Byram. Does Bednar just not trust these younger guys in the playoffs? Which makes it no sense. It, it It's just weird because we're not talking like he's the next man up. He's like fourth in line. Yeah. Because you got Logan O'Connor playing. You right. got you, the, you had guys swapped out of yeah. line. You had Sturm taken out, and it wasn't Newhook put in. Granted, look, putting Logan O'Connor in was a fucking amazing choice. Yeah, it was a great call. He made the right call. I think it's more we're just... 
you see the potential with Newhook, and we know he's going to be such an important player on this team in a couple of years um, that you want him to play. But Bednar's doing what's best for the team right now. Um, I don't necessarily have to agree with it, but that's why he gets paid millions of dollars, and I get paid hundreds of dollars to sit here and talk about it on a on a on a kit at a kitchen table. Like, um, I don't necessarily agree with it, but. That's why I'm not the head coach. Yeah, I mean, Jared Bednar is, for all the people that hate him and think he's a Ken doll, imagine unironically. He is a good-looking dude, though. He is a very good-looking man. I would love to be called called a Ken doll as an insult, right? Yeah. But this guy does not get the credit he deserves around the league for as good of a coach as he is. Did not get any sort of coach of the year consideration. Which is a And the amount of people freaking out after one fucking loss in, in game two. And like got out coached. This guy just can't do it. He's a Ken doll. He's just there to look good. Not naming names, but you know exactly. Yeah, you know who we're talking. You about know exactly who I'm talking about here. I'm not going to give him the time of day. And even he's still his taking name. his laps on there. If you haven't looked, go go. When we're done with this, go go look at it. You'll get a Ugh. good chuckle out of it. Oh, fucking asshole. Regardless, <laughs> uh, Jared Bednar is a good coach yep. for this team. And even if worst case scenario, the absolute the series, he's not getting fired. No. He just signed a two-year extension. Yeah, he just signed a two-year <laughs> extension. He's not getting fired. And the team's the team played well tonight. Like it was a well-coached game for the yeah, Avs. It was a great adjustment game. Yep. And the only thing I've ever questioned him on is why didn't Byron play last year in the playoffs, and why isn't Newhook playing right mm-hmm. now? But you know, very minuscule stuff. And we don't need to. We can bitch about it, but he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, and we we've seen the difference in their coaching style. You have Barube, like you said at the beginning of the episode, saying that. We know Caddy's reputation, whereas Bednar many times this year, we've gotten on a little bit because he doesn't defend his players, but you see the difference in maturity right there. Yeah. And what w- what were Bednar's comments about the Sam Gerrard hit? Oh, I didn't see anything. It's un- It was an unfortunate play. It was clean. Yeah. And he was he seemed pretty pissed at Barube for his comments about Kadri. No, I wouldn't be shot, but like he's... It was... That's Jared Bednar, man. Yeah. He's, he's a very even-keel guy. He doesn't, he doesn't get too high. He doesn't, he doesn't get blame too refs. He doesn't blame refs, and I'd love to see him actually get some calls, but he never fucking gets any calls. Yeah. But he's a good coach, man. Like, people saying they want Barry Trotz and all this shit. Like, You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Jared Bednar is one of the best coaches in the league. He's like Mike Sullivan, where he mm-hmm. doesn't get any love. John Cooper's not even up for a coach of the yeah. year right now. For is John what? Cooper the longest tenured NHL coach now? Yes. He has to be, He right? has yeah. to be. Bednar's yeah. getting up there, too, now. Yeah, I think Lizzie's third or something. He has to be. Top be- five, at least. Be- but that's the thing, is it's like... Coaches can come and go. We've seen it in Vegas. They've they're on coach number three in six years. That is hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious. Way. But it's like you don't. The reason why programs work is because they stick with the same voice. Right. And it, and what are we what are we even talking about right now? Yeah. We are two wins away from the conference final. Mm-hmm. After we were a couple points back of a second straight Presidents Trophy and won the West handily and crushed our first round opponent, we lost. One game. Everyone freaked out. And every not not everyone. There is a lot of very smart people that yeah. listen to this show. I give credit to a lot of you who are very reasonable. I see you guys <laughs> on Twitter. But some of the people be like, Bednar sucks. Kemper sucks. This core can't do it. You didn't even give them a chance to bounce back yet. And look what they did. Now obviously the series isn't over. Winning game nope. three and winning two games in a series does not automatically give it to you. The Wild were up 2-1 to one on the Blues in the last round, and the Blues completely took over that series after that. We are far from done here. But you got to feel a little encouraged, because the Avs have not played this well in the second round to date. Nope. They, the two games they've won have been their best games in the second round. Um, and they had one really bad game, and we said, okay, you get one. You get one. And they, they 
they came and answered the bell in this game. Yeah. And, and they I, bounced back. I, the thing is, is they can still get better. Yeah. Like, the, they can still get better in this fourth game. Yeah, they only had one power play in this yeah. game. Only had one. And it was they didn't get a power play goal, but it was basically a power play goal. Um, but it's... We just said all those nice things about how good this team is. If they lose game four, it's not the end of the world. No, worst, it, worst case scenario, we come home for game five, tied it. It doesn't matter if we lose 10 to nothing. Hmm. We come no. home, well, it matters a little bit. <laughs> but regard, it's, you come home for game five, tied it too. Yep. Best case scenario, you come home with a chance to finish it. This was a massive win for this team on the road, a, a game that I really feel like they needed to win yep. and make a big statement. In. And if they play like that again in St. Louis, don't be shocked if they're coming up three, yeah. coming home up three to one. I'm not they're perfectly capable of doing it. They're perfectly capable of doing it, but I'm also checking myself a little bit that if they don't, it's not a travesty. Right. We like, got like it is a best of seven series. You got to take everything yeah. in stride. You know, as much as we're all the last episode about like it's okay, it's one game. The same applies here too. Mm-hmm. It's one game, and it's only one win. You still got to show up on Monday and take care of business again. Correct. If you let the Blues back in this series and you do what you did in Game Two again, all the momentum coming back to Denver, even though it's two-two, is now different. You're and in the, the same pressure. situation you were in last year. Yeah, and now the pressure's on again to get the job done at home. So you got to keep playing your game and taking care of business because we've seen our game works against the Blues. It does. They don't have this beautiful master plan to shut us down and shut down our stars. We've been able to break through multiple times. As long as we keep playing our game and committing to our system, which has worked all season and in the playoffs so far, we're going to win this series. Mm -hmm. The only way we don't is if we deviate from it. And I don't think they will. I don't think so either. This team's different, man. Like that third period, last year's team, it was a great team, but they would have shit their pants with that pressure. Like the, the arena, we couldn't really hear too much when we were at the bar. The arena sounded loud. Yeah, like it, it sounded way better than Nashville yeah. in first in the first round. Yeah, it, it sounded loud. It sounded like they were engaged, and they didn't face them. Their third, the third period was their best period. So if they can come out on Monday, it's crazy. Blues have scored first in every single game. Yeah, all three games they've scored first. Yeah, if you can get the first goal, who the fuck knows what's going to happen, man. Um, but I, I think they're going to play a very similar style game. I think they're going to come out. I wouldn't be shocked if they win. Or this game, t- tell me I'm... I'm not crazy here. I, I feel like game four is overtime. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I was, it's screaming the second, overtime. The second you were done with that sentence, I was going to say this game's going yeah. overtime. I think it's going to be a really tight game. I think we're probably going to be Huso for the Blues in game four. We'll see where that goes. Yeah. But regardless, I think I mean, it's going to be... should be suspended because he threw a fucking water bottle at him. Yeah, because he's being a <laughs> child. Kadri he's being a end. child. The same guy like, that swung a stick at Nazem yeah. Kadri. We want to talk about reputations. Yeah. We're, we want to talk about reputations, Mr. Barube. Oh boy, do we have a fucking permanent file. How has he not been suspended yet? I don't know. Because he's a goalie? That's probably why he gets away with it, because he's a goalie. Yeah, because he's a goalie. He's also a little but, bitch. Yeah, he's a little but yeah, bitch. Yeah, but we've got a permanent file on your boy, Jordan Bennington, yeah. and you don't want us to start rifling through those receipts. Yeah. So regardless, whoever plays for the Blues in Game 4, I think is going to have a strong night. I think Kemper's going to be better as well. He was still very good in this game. Gave up one pretty soft one. Doesn't matter. But I agree. Three I think goals that have beat him this series have gone up half sticks. Yeah. Like, and, like, I think this game is going to come down to overtime again. And this third period, I think, was a great indication that when the chips are down, this team's able to find a way and survive anything. And in the, the overtime of game one, they outshot them 13 to nothing. Yep. I think they find a way to win in overtime, and we come back to Denver up 3-1. to one. I, I would love to see that. Um, 
I'm just going to temper my expectations. I wouldn't be shocked if it's 2-2 coming back. I wouldn't be shocked. This series, I think anything's on the table yeah. right now. The Avs, they, they could go out there and win 6-1 to one in Game 4. They could. It's a thing that could happen. Or you could have a repeat of Game 2, and the Blues win 5-1. to one. Both, like There has been a lot of Jekyll and Hyde so far in this series, but at the end of the day, it's come down to how well the Avs have played, not how well the Blues have played. The Blues played well in this game, mm-hmm. but the Avs are better. And they played better. And they played better in this game. When they don't play well, it opens the door for the Blues. When they do play well, the Blues have to have a lot go right to beat them. And so this is still our series to lose. Three games in, it's our series to lose. Yeah, and you're talking about um, if the Blue, if we get to that point, Blues are going to have to win two games on the road against the best team at home all year. Right. And you can't tell me you don't feel confident with that. Like, right. there's... There's just so many good things going right now. Um, Avs are in a lot better situation than a lot of other teams right now, I would argue. But uh, I have faith, man. Like th- this, this win put me back down into not freak out mode. And yeah, if they played like shit again in this game, this would have been a very different episode. Oh yeah, but we're feeling good now. We're riding high. Um, it's nice this game didn't get over at eleven o'clock, and we're gonna finish recording. Yeah, it is ten forty-two. Yeah, we're gonna finish recording a little bit earlier. Um, but I got nothing else on this game. Uh, I think the Avs are in a good spot on Monday night. Just show up, do your job. You come home with a 3-1 series lead, and you can close it out on home ice on Wednesday. Yeah, I have full faith in this team, and they've restored my faith. They did what I asked. You bounced back from a loss, which is how you have to win in the playoffs. When you lose a game, you have to be able to bounce back. That's what Tampa's done. That's brought them two straight Stanley Cups, and that's what every team has done. They, you can't get too down on yourselves. You just got to keep pushing. And that's what they did in this game. And now you got to keep capitalizing on that momentum. Yeah. You got to keep capitalizing on it. And, I mean, I got faith, man. Like, yeah. We've said it from the beginning that this team is different. And so far, they're showing they are different from last year's terrific team. Because uh, th- th- that's taken away from how good the team was last year. But this team is character-wise, maybe not skill-wise, better than, better than last year's team. Yeah. I mean, they're so, definitely deeper. Definitely deeper. Team. Definitely Patrick, deeper. Patrick Nemeth would not sniff this lineup. No. Well, God, no. I mean, Bednar loved him last year. Yeah, he loved season. Patrick Nemeth. Is he even playing for the Rangers right now? He's made some fucking awful oh, plays. Oh, I haven't been able to watch. Else. I've been having been able to watch. I've been working. Well, you're not, but, miss, you're not missing anything yeah. in that series. Yeah. No, God, that series sounds like a snooze fest. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, Hurricanes are up 2-0. Potential to go up 3-0 by the time you're listening to this tomorrow. Um, the Rangers have scored one goal. Two goals? One goal. One. One goal. <laughs> those two Phil- games. Those Filipino in the first yeah. period. It's bad. You want to talk about bad coaching? There, there have been three goals scored not in an empty net so far this season. Yeah. I mean, the Rangers. And there are two goal scorers so far are Ian Cole and Brendan Smith. That's hilarious. That's uh, just playoff hockey, baby. Yeah, Sebastian, <laughs> just playoff Ajo, hockey. Sebastian Ajo has two. The only regulation goal yep. in game one and an empty netter in game two. Yep. This has been a brutal series. It's been bad. It's been bad, but uh, I I wouldn't be shocked if the Hurricanes go up three zero tomorrow. I'm not. I wouldn't be yeah. shocked at all. The Rangers are fraud, and this is not even on Igor. Igor's been playing great. Yeah, he's this playing series. great. This is the Rangers. They just don't really have yeah. anything for the Hurricanes in this series. So that's a bad matchup. Um, Tampa Bay continues to be a fucking wagon. Uh, they yeah. they're poised to beat the Panthers in five or six. Yeah. Now if the Panthers win that series, I'll be shocked. They won't. Um, I don't think they will. I mean, they play back-to-backs, which six scheduling NHL that you make a playoffs play back-to-back. Um, could you imagine if Vasilevsky gets hurt in the second half of back-to-back? That'd be ridiculous. It, I'd be so pissed. Um, but regardless, that series seems to be 
uh, lightning, and they'll continue to be just the mammoth of a team they are. And then probably the best series so far. In Without this. a doubt. One of the best series I've ever seen yeah. so far. Best second games. round. Uh, I mean, the Avs and Blues have been good, but this, this has been... This is on another yeah, level. Yeah, the Battle of Alberta has been some of the best... Well, you could say some of the most entertaining hockey to watch, but some of the worst hockey, like strategically... Sometimes bad hockey makes for good yeah. hockey at the same time. Game yeah. one is 9-6 to six for Calgary. And then in game two, Calgary's up 3-1. to one. Connor McDavid just takes over the entire yeah. game. And the Oilers win five to three, and that is a series now going back to Edmonton tied at one. That's like that's going seven. It's going. It's destined to go seven, yeah. and it's going to be a one nothing game yeah. seven. It's going to be destiny, and I mean Mike Smith still hasn't been good. Jacob Markstrom, the Vesna finalist, just looks gas. He just looks bad. Yeah, he's not been good. He has not been good. Um, that's going to be. I'm taking the over in every single game. You'd be nuts not to yeah. take the over. Taking the over every single game until it loses. Connor McDavid has 20 points in yeah. nine games. They they put that comparison out there that when uh, the Penguins won the 16 Cup and Crosby undeservedly, I will add, won the Conn Smythe. <laughs> he had 19 points throughout the entire run. Yeah. David through nine games has twenty. He's been a man, man. He's 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 been fantastic. He's setting a play. It's literally a one man team right now. Uh, Drysaddle has a couple. Yeah, but, he, and he's hurt. Yeah, Drysaddle's for sure hurt. You want to yeah. talk about guys hurt? But that series is going to be a blast. Um, today, by the time you're listening, to this, this is going to be a great day. Three playoff games. It's like we're back in the first round. Oh, and yeah. it's back to back to back. Yeah, I'm looking mm-hmm. at the pointer now. McDavid has twenty. Drysaddle has fifteen. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Gaudreau's the next closest with thirteen. And then no, uh, Carter Verhage. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Ryan O'Reilly with 12. Matt, he's been a man. He's been good. He's, he's been, been very credit where it is due. Ryan O'Reilly has been... After how bad he was last year in the playoffs, he needed to be better, and he's been better. Yeah. I mean, would you would you call him one of the best players of this series, if not the best? So far, yeah. I'd, I'd be willing to say O'Reilly's yeah, the best player. He shut down McKinnon, and McCarr got his first point of the series. He's at 11. Yeah. He'll get going again. I thought this was the best game he played. Um, he had a couple chances. Perron made a nice back and check he had on him. Beautiful setup for Kadri. Yeah, he's Kale McCarr's getting back into the moment, and I think he's been more focused defensively, which is okay. Yeah. Um, he leads all defensemen in points. Yeah. So yeah, we forget he's a defenseman. <laughs> you forget he's a defenseman. Um, I I I still think McKinnon has another gear he can hit. Um, we we need a Connor McDavid like performance from Nathan McKinnon here soon. Yeah. And I know the Blues are not the Flames who are going to leave him wide open. But McKinnon in this series has really yet to take over like he did against Nashville. And it, it, it'll come. It'll, it'll come. come. But, but, we, that's, but that's, that's a testament that, to the Avs' depth yeah, that yeah. they're still winning these games without McKinnon yeah. being a superhero like he is normally in the yeah, playoffs. Exactly. I'm just saying, like, yeah, it's something that you're going to need eventually. Correct. That some you're, You can't rely on your depth guys to score every game. No. It would be nice, but it's just not the thing it's that happens. Not these guys, are, these guys are 15, if you're lucky, 20 goal scorers for a reason. You need McKinnon. To really step up here, and he's—I feel like he's been dangerous. He's come very close, but you, he's he, not really looking for a shot. He's yeah. more looking to pass, which yeah. is which that's is, fine. Which is—it's annoying because Rantanen is just not there yeah. right now, and I, it's coming. Like, it's coming. Th- that's my favorite part of the series is that the Avs' best players haven't played their best, and they're yeah. still up to they, they still have so much more to give in this series, and they're going to get and there. I really do believe if you win this series, you are going to get a broken and battered version of whoever wins the battle oh, yeah. in Alberta. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. You're talking about either Mike Smith or Jacob Markstrom having to um, play in the third round, which neither of them have ever done. I, I think the Avs got this 
Did like, you see the rumor today that Miko Koskinen already accepted a contract to play overseas next season? That's hilarious if he did. Yeah. I saw some report about that on Oilers' Twitter. But Interesting. I feel pretty good about whoever wins this series' chances to go to the conference. Oh, yeah. Because, like, Calgary, this big stalwart defensive team oh, they've been and bad. everything. They, they are getting eaten alive by Connor McDavid. Granted, it's Connor McDavid. Granted, it's Connor McDavid. But Nathan but, McKinnon's not that far behind him. Yeah. And Kale McCarr. And, like, Evan Bouchard. Like, Zach Hyman, the shorthanded mm-hmm. goal. And, like, a banged-up tricycle is scoring as well. They are not these stalwarts that no. they are billed to be. And they do not have a ton of depth. No. Look who scored in Game 2. Michael Stone, Brett Ritchie, Tyler Toffoli. Where are the big guys? Yeah. I mean, Johnny Goudreau's been a lot better than his previous playoff performance. Oh, I mean, he but... scored a Game 7 overtime yeah. winner. you got to give him some clutch credit yeah. there. Kachuk had a hat trick in Game 1 of this series. But, but I mean, when you was... score nine goals, right. he shouldn't be. But I, I agree. I mean, it, whoever wins this Ab Blues series is going to the Cup Final. Yeah. I mean, Well, we did say that about Yeah, we did say year. that last year. However, the odds of that happening twice. Very slim. I mean, if, if the Blues turn it around and win this series, I don't believe that they're going to get beat by either of them. No. If we hold on and win this series, especially if it's like Edmonton, like I don't see Mike Smith being the thing that's no. going to shut us down. Connor McDavid will be a massive, massive problem. You just throw Devontae's on him. <laughs> yeah. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. Against if you can limit him to like three goals in a series, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Actually, I think if you limit him to six at this point, yeah, you, you call that a success and walk away. That's true. But, I mean, if it's Calgary, their top line's dangerous, but I, I've i never liked their depth. Nope. I, I don't like yet. Rasmus Anderson as a number one guy. Nope. And I love Rasmus Anderson. I think he's great. But I think they need another guy up mm-hmm. there. And Michael Backlund as your second line center not is good. not going to work. Nope. Nope. So I'm interested to see how that series goes. Uh, it's screaming seven games. Like, I it's think they're just going to go back and forth. They're gonna be. They're gonna trade dominations. I hope there's an overtime game mixed in there somewhere yeah, along doubtful. the way. I, yeah, I <laughs> doubt it, but I hope so because that would be very fun. Yeah. And that is that's just gonna be an all-time classic of a series. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins is just gonna be emotionally drained and robbed. Like, how are you gonna get up for another round? I don't that? know. I mean, like the, winning the Battle of Alberta for the first time in 30 years is gonna be like a Stanley Cup in itself. Correct. And then you gotta get up and you gotta play the Abs in the next yeah, round. Good luck, man. Good luck with that. Yeah. Good luck, but. It's been a fun second round so far outside the Rangers and Hurricanes. Um, that, that series is just a drag. Yeah, like, that, even my Rangers friends are just like, this fucking sucks. Yeah, this is bad. Um, even Hurricanes people are just like, oh, well, we won, but yeah, this is boring as hell. Boring as fuck. But I, I'm excited for Monday. Uh, we'll be back, do another wa- not watch along, but uh, we'll do a in-person post-game recording again. Yeah, and um, come hang out with us at DNVR on yes. Monday because we went... We, we had the tentative plan to do that today, but once we found out Raj was doing it, we just had to go support yeah. our boys. So we were out there. So Monday for sure, we're going up to DNVR. So please come hang, come hang out with us there. Come meet us. Come say hello. Come watch us be freaks at these games because we're all very cool and rational and collected here. Until the game starts. Until the game starts. <laughs> you guys have not really seen that side of us no. quite yet. I, I think I scared the shit out of Christian on a Thursday. No, <laughs> no, you were pretty good. I, w- I was way more into it today just because I had free space and I was outside. Yeah. Um, it's like you'd never really seen like that part. You've seen no. me on the show. It's like, yeah, well, I'm very, I like to think I'm calm and collected at least. Oh, no, I but was the, like when But like when the Chushkin thing happened, yeah. I was screaming. Yeah, we uh, we lost our shit, but we're, we'll are we be composed at DMVR. 
Yeah, um, we'll, yeah, see. we'll try. We'll see about that. Depending depends on, who we're on, depends on the to, game. Yeah, we'll see. But like, if, uh, it, if it's a bullshit game, I'll be sure to. Yeah. I mean, I scream at games because there's like a, a non-zero percent chance they can hear me. When I'm in public, I tend to control myself because I'm like, okay, well, who am I yelling at here? Yeah, I I'm just, just, I'm just being a nuisance. Yeah, just being a nuisance. But yeah, uh, come hang out with us. Uh, we'll have a blast doing that. I love going to the DMVR bar. Um, and just thank you for everyone who's listening. It's still weird that people listen to us. Um, there were a couple of people who knew us at this watch along, which was weird, but, uh, we are forever grateful for it. And, uh, I got nothing else, man. Yeah. I think we're all good for this episode. Uh, my, my trip to Denver has been <laughs> a blast. It's I, been, you've I, experienced I, six inches of snow and now it's warm yeah, all of a sudden again. I got again. here when it was 90 degrees and then it snowed for the next two days. Now it's going to get back up to the nineties later in the week. Getting the full Denver. Experience. You're getting the so full far. Colorado experience, man. But yeah, the Denver is such a beautiful city. I'm so glad I made the time to to finally come out here and see some of the stuff because oh, yeah. this is a, just an absolutely gorgeous part of the country. It's the best, man. Like it, we were joking, we were driving down there. Uh, we're heading on C470 in uh, West, and Griffin's like, "Holy shit, look at those mountains!" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I just yeah, see those just, every fucking day." Yeah, was, I, like that is legitimately one of those beautiful sights yeah. I've ever seen. He's like, "Yeah, I see that every day." Yeah, like, it's like, you, that's like the... you have no fucking idea how <laughs> see that lucky every day, man. you are. That <laughs> every is, like, day, especially after it snowed, yeah. like they're covered in snow. It's such a I'm on a highway. Yeah, like it's such a breathtaking sight just to see. <laughs> I just every don't even notice it day. anymore, man, because I just see it every day when I'm driving. And like, to work. like when I'm walking around like the hotel property, it's just seeing that. Like I'm, I'm next to a movie theater. Yeah, I'm in a parking lot, like taking pictures of the mountains. Yeah, yeah I probably look like a dork to everyone who lives there, but it's it's such a beautiful place. I can't wait to do even more over the next coming days or so, and hopefully meet some of you at the watch along or at game five that I'm going to be at. I am not cursed. We won nope. a game one. We won. Here. He's we back. Won. He's we back. Won. I, We're wore, good. I wore my Berkey jersey instead of my McCarr jersey. You gotta wear Berkey the rest of the way. I gotta wear him the rest of the way. And if they lose, I'll change back. Correct. <sighs> enjoy it, man. Let's take a deep breath. Let's enjoy the win. We'll enjoy some hockey on Sunday. And uh, just have a great rest of our fucking weekend, man. Yeah, let's do it. Abs up 2-1 to one in the series. They beat St. Louis in Game 3. Game 4 on Monday night. Abs with a chance to go up 3-1 to one, coming home for Game 5. And that is going to do it for us on this edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you so very much, as always, for tuning in. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at NHL or follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay. If you are a Blues fan, feel free to direct all hate directly <laughs> to our direct message box. Yep. I will not be reading them. Correct. But if it'll make you feel better, go right ahead. I will not be opening any of your messages but regardless, if it, again, if it makes you feel better, go right ahead. Use me as your own little therapy box. And you can follow the show at Tell It Abs It Is. Just for everything else. Everything else. So that's going to do it for us on this edition of the show. Thank you so very much for tuning in. And we will catch you all next time after Game 4. Hope to see some of you at the DNVR bar for the watch long. That's going to do it for us. And we will catch you all next time. Enjoy Game 4. And let's go Abs. Let's go Abs. Thank you.